Welcome to Bigger Than The Hustle podcast, where I give you a fascinating insight into the world of real-life entrepreneurs and how they live their lives outside their business. Every week, I bring you super interesting conversations about the energy, thinking, habits, mindsets, and disciplines that make them successful in their life, which in turn allows them to be successful in their business. It's powerful conversations, uplifting interviews, and a mega dose of solo inspiration from me. We dive right into what gives them the confidence to follow their own path and attempt to get unapologetically real so you can learn what it takes to show up in your life and live your truth unapologetically. Now today we've got a super interesting guest with me because we're going international. It's the first international guest we've had on. We're going stateside to America, to Texas. Um, and it's uh, Shonak Patel or Shaq. He's on the other side and he's got a super interesting story for, especially for entrepreneurs that have, that believe, you know, they have an idea and they want to grow a business out of it and what possibilities they didn't see in the first place actually happen just by starting and starting to walk on that journey. So without further ado, hi Shaq. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Yeah, not bad. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Not at all, man. Um, so just going to hand the mic over to you. So if you can give a brief introduction into you um, and then we can start the conversation from there. Yeah. Uh, hi. Uh, so um, uh, I go by Sh- Shonak Patel, but mostly everybody in the U.S. and in Zambia now call me Shaq Patel. I'm originally from Zambia. Um, I am married to Bavik's cousin. Uh, so that's how I know Bavik. Um, and uh, I came I came into the U.S. I came to the U.S. Uh, when I was 17, uh, close to like 23 years ago. And so I did my bachelor's, my master's. And, and then went through the whole H1B process, which was probably the most stressful part of, of being in this country. Um, cause I was at, yeah, I, I was at the verge of also, uh, having to go back, but I found the job. Uh, and, and so, and then I've been, uh, uh, I have a software degree, um, and, uh, and, and, uh, software business, uh, masters. And, and then I worked for various companies, uh, SAP, one of them, the German company, a uh, couple of startups, um, and which then got me focused into figuring out what I want to do in the long run. Perfect. Okay. So now, you know, we, I want to sort of jump right into the entrepreneurial side of things, right? So originally, like you said, you came over from Zambia. So you're not American born. You came over to America, right? When you were young. Um, you did the education and then you, you know, you started your working journey, if you say, through organizations, company. You then learned a bit in terms of your knowledge and your experience in terms of software. And then you sort of tread the path less tread in terms of setting up your own startup um, with, with another person, with a friend of yours. Now, if you can tell me a little bit about your journey from before, just before you started your business, um, in terms of sort of what made you believe that this was possible, that you could get on your own? Because there's a lot of people that listen, that have ideas, that almost the idea just sits in their head and they never roll with it. And then think back, maybe I should have done that. What, what was the energy that led you to actually moving into that path in terms of moving from organization to setting up your own business and that, what that journey was like? If you can just go into a little bit about that. Yeah, so, so for me, it's, it, it's, it's a bit interesting. Um, so when, 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 when I graduated from my master's program, um, I didn't have any experience in, you know, and, and experience was required. 
for sure. You know, when, when, when companies want to hire you here, uh, and, and, and at the same time it was 2005. So there was a bit of dip in the market at that time, uh, around here. But, uh, I, you know, what, uh, I got, I met, I bumped into the recruiting company got me, uh, I, uh, introduced me to, uh, this guy called Steve Elliott and, and, you know, we talked and, you know, he knew that I didn't have any experience. Um, I completely failed the technical interview with one of his uh, co colleagues that who interviewed me. And, and then he called me later after a, a, a you know, a few days and says, Hey, you really bombed that technical interview. You know, I was like, um, you know, but, but he's like, you know what? Uh, he's like, I'm going to give you a shot because I think you're going to work hard. And so that was my entrance. Right. And, and getting to know Steve Elliott as, and Steve as a person. And, 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 um, and so we worked for a year and then, uh, for the startup that uh, we were both at, um, and then he left to another company and that startup got acquired by SAP. And I left, uh, to go to the Bay area, California, uh, to work at for SAP. And I couldn't, I had to stay with the company because I was stuck. I was on my H one with the, through the company. So it was hard to kind of shift companies. And, um, what is just, just before you carry on, what's H one? Is that like a visa? I yeah. It. H1, H1 visa is a work visa in the U S and okay. yeah. And, uh, it's, once you get it, you have three years and you have to keep on renewing it. And then you do right. your green process and all that oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the company has to sponsor you. And, and so, yeah. um, so then I went to California and I was there for a year and a half and that kind of opened up my eyes to a lot being in the barrier and being right in the middle of Silicon Valley. Uh, you know, you just, you just see all these startups open coming up and you, and, and you kind of, get the feel of it. Right. Uh, but that didn't, that even, even that didn't kind of give me much. The only thing is that, you know, growing up in, 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 in Zambia, uh, you know, our dads were never worked for anybody. They had their own businesses. And so, you know, that also was on my mindset that one day I want to have my own business. doesn't matter what, it could be a liquor store. It could be a hotel motel. Right. Uh, gas station, you know, uh, but I want to have my own business. Right. Uh, and so that was always in my mind, but, uh, but while, when I was in California, then I got, I got my, I got my, uh, I got my, uh, green card. So thanks to pretty. Right. Uh, and, and, uh, and, uh, and then, and then just a, you know, a few weeks after that, Steve called me and was like, Hey, I have this idea that I'm working on. Do you want to come help me with this? And, and, and I was like, yeah, sure. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like where we were going to start a company or anything. It was just like, he was a CTO of, uh, of a mid-sized company that, and he had like a couple of hundred people reporting to him, like, uh, developers and QA, um, like the software department is reporting to him and he needed something. He wanted something. He didn't have fun. He didn't have budget points. He wanted to just build something in-house that can help him manage that and have someone help him manage that. And so he called me and, and, and I gave my two weeks notice. And in, in this, in this, in this, in this period of time that all this happened, um, just the next day after that, like after I gave my resignation, I get a call from India that my dad is on stage four cancer. Wow. So, uh, and he has three months left. Right. So I call Steve and I'm like, Hey, I don't think I can come help you right now with this, you know? And, and he's like, don't worry, you know, go to India, be with your parents, sort everything out, come back and we'll start. 
Mm. And I said, that's going to be three to five months out. Mm. Right. Cause I dropped everything and went to India and he's yeah. like, that's fine. So that, that over there was that whatever we do, whether I work for somebody or whether we start something is, this is a person I want to be with yeah. it with from a career wise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I can go to work every day and, and be happy and have, you know, and, 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 and just, have a good good friend at work too right mm-hmm. uh so that was that was that was that was one of the things that whatever happens i want to be with steve on yeah. any projects we work on yeah, yeah whatever it is right so you know went to india went through that process came back and and then and then and then we started working on this on this on this uh on this little tool that helped manage uh, software teams and, and, and help, help software team. They use it as well to, to get their work done and all that stuff, like to tracking work and all that. And it was, and one thing Steve did is because we did this on nights and weekends and it was more of a passion, right? It's like, instead of going to a pub or instead of going, going to play golf, you like let, let us write code and let's just hang out and have fun. Right. Because okay. we had that friendship. So it was just hanging out with a friend and writing code. Right. Yeah. 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 Like hanging out with friends and playing poker. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, and, and we were passionate about it. Right. Because, you know, uh, we started seeing a difference with the teams that were using it in our company and, and we worked on this nights and weekends and, and not, it wasn't on the company's dime per se. Right. And we also had an agreement with the company that, and it was a startup company. So, uh, you know, we had an agreement that this is our software, not, not, yeah. nothing to do with you guys. Right. Because usually when you write software in house while you're employed, it ends up becoming their software. And we use yeah. our own personal laptops. It's important. Yeah. You want to use your own laptops, own anything, because anything you kind of build on a company laptop, it's it that. is theirs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the IP you know, becomes theirs, right? Yeah. So you want to make, yeah, exactly. So, you know, you may, yeah, never touch any, any of company work, uh, company equipment to do any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but we had an agreement signed as well that this is just, this is ours. So there was not, you know, they couldn't come back at, uh, at all. Um, and so, so then we did that and then we iterated through two other companies uh, with this, uh, software, we, that, that startup got sold, uh, and that startup actually went downhill, you know, um, it, it didn't sell for much. And so even the people invested in it had lost money. Uh, and you know, it was, it was one of the eye openers for us, like this could happen for startups. So having, you know, joined, we, it took, you know, we joined a startup that was already had like a hundred employees and plus, and, uh, you know, everything was going great. The sales were doing great and something happened in the market and, and stuff. it just started tanking. Yeah. And then finally that to fire sale. Right. Uh, so, so that was kind of eye open on startups and also like scary, like, man, do we want to ever go through this? If we ever have a startup and we never, was, at that point, was it, in, was it the idea to set something up or was it just at that stage still just something you were doing to just see how it worked? I, but just to see how it worked, there was no, there was no concept of opening or starting a Business, company. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was, you know, we just did it because we, we had a passion about it. Right. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, we had people tell us in the company that we, you know, in the, that, that while we were there saying, Hey, you guys should start a company and all that. And they're like, 
yeah, we don't know and all that stuff. No, I don't so what know. What was it that was causing the initial, at that point, what was the thing that was, you know, where you were saying, yeah, we've set this up, it's working, but we're still not ready. We're still not sure that this is going to, you know, we're looking to move this into an actual, come out of this and, and set this up properly. What, where were the sort of things that were still holding you back at that point? So I think we weren't 100% into this because okay. we still had our day jobs, right? Yeah. So... You know, it, you want to focus on a business, it has to be 100% in, mm, right? Mm, uh, mm. Uh, and, and this was just more like of a, of a project that we were just doing for yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, after we, we, we took this, we did this for five years. Wow. Right? wow. Yeah, so it, it wasn't okay. like something that happened overnight. It was yeah, for yeah. five years. Yeah, five years. Yeah. Yeah, five years that we, we did this. And, and, and then we finally decided that let's quit, you know, and what, what kind of gave me some backup was obviously my family first. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, mainly my, my kaka, my uncle, right. He's like, Hey, what's going to happen? Worst case scenario. He's like, I got your back, you know? So, you know, so that was kind of helpful. Yeah. Um, and the same token my you know, uh, you know, the same level, uh, I pretty, uh, you know, has a nursing degree. So I was like, you know what? it's, it's not going to be hard for her, you know, to, yeah. to find a job if we, if you had to move somewhere or yeah. she's already working. So I was like, you know, we can, we can live off beans and, and, and <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is. Right. Uh, and, um, you know, go back to college days. Right. So, uh, you know, there was that, uh, there was that, that ease, right. That there was that. And, and mainly she was very supportive about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though, Sometimes she was upset about it, but mm-hmm. you know she knew that that was what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, and I think it wasn't like something that I'm going out and and clubbing or, yeah. or golfing, and like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, just kind of further educating myself with software, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I think it's so it's so important. Just something you just mentioned. There's a couple of things you mentioned there that just jumped out that I just like to jump into now before I forget. Um, first of all you know, when your, your, your kaka, your uncle said to you, you know, what's the worst that can happen? And it's always true. You know, we always, I think we overcomplicate some decisions. There's some things that if you really sort of uh, cut down to basics, it's not a tough decision. I think we just overthink a lot of things a lot of the time. And, we, it's, and until someone says that to us, what's the worst that can happen? We step back and actually you are right. And also your, your ability to adapt to a situation. So when you're saying, you know, if we have to go back to basics, you know, beans on toast for the next year, it's fine. Because if you're willing to do that, you're not holding on to something that like a, you know, like, you know, a huge amount of cost or a huge amount of life experience. And I think for you, that comes from coming from Africa as well. So you're not, you know, becoming from Africa and having that, strong family bond and having that experience of living a life where it's just basics, right? We just live in a basic way and everyone's happy. We don't need this big sort of like the big cars, the big houses and the big costs because we know it's just about us as people. And then having your wife support you in a decision because she knows that's what you want. I think that's huge as well, you know, in terms of relationships around you. So those things combined, I think, equated to you being able to say, actually, do you know what? I'm going to give this a go. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We, we know we're smart enough to try again and try something else, right? It, and that's, I think that combination of things really allowed you to move into that direction, right? 
you know, one of the things, you know, like people, people over here would, would say like, Hey, but what about healthcare? Now healthcare is not free here. Okay. Like how it is over there. Right. Uh, you know, you have, you have to pay up for medical insurance and, and could range anywhere from 600 to $1,500 a month. Wow. Right? Okay. And, uh, and so, you know, um, and based on the quality of the healthcare, right? Right, so, right, right. Uh, you know, you, you want to at least be in the medium of, you know, and so it's like, what about healthcare? You're going to lose all the benefits and, 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 but you know, those are all minor things. I mean, hospital, if you get sick, hospital still has to take you. Right. I mean, they're not going to leave you at the front of the door. And <laughs> whatnot, right. Um, and, and, but, but, you know, you kind of have to put all that, all the, I don't want to say negativity, but you know, just try to get, yeah. you know, you have to focus more on like, you know, forget all that. Right. Yeah. I'm going to focus on this. Otherwise you'll always be stuck in that, in that mindset. Right. It's, uh, that fear. it's the fear mindset. That's what you're talking yeah. about. Right. It's, it's that saying, I think it, because the way our brains are designed, it's trying to keep us safe. Right. So, so the, you know, the questions are valid questions in terms of, you know, what about healthcare, what about security and all these things, because these are the things, the way the brain is designed to keep us safe. But very few people can think in the way you have and the way I have, which is, I'll open that door, what if? So what if it's actually better than what I'm sitting in right now? But it's that opportunist mindset. It's that positive mindset to say, actually, I'm just going to give it a go. And I know we'll always be all right. It's that saying, we'll always be okay, because there's people around us, there's things around us that are always going to help us, irrespective. And that's like our security blanket, right? It's like, it's like we're walking the tightrope and we've got security in the under. So even if we fall, there's a whole load of hands to catch us and pick us back up and get us up on, up on the rope, right? And I know a lot of people don't have that. You know, we are, we are really blessed and we are really lucky we have people around us, you as well and me, that we know we're not going to fall too far. Even if, you know, shit hits the fan and everything boils up, we're not going that far because there's so many good people around us, right? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, you know, it's, you know, whatever, whatever I did was always like, a, I never got any negative feedback from anyone in my family, right? Mm -hmm. And that includes, you know, pretty side of the family, like, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, her dad was super supportive, right? Uh, you know, it, it wasn't that, you know, and so there was just there was support from every angle, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm it was, it was, it just made things easier. Um, yeah. and, um, so, so, you know, uh, so we were right at that stage in 2011, I think. And we were like, all right, let's, let's, let's figure out what we want to do. And so, and, and then, and then 2013, um, came and we are now five years in and we're like, all right, let's, 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 let's quit. So Steve quit his job first or quit his, his role. And we just had our daughter. Right. So I was like, okay, wow. give me, give me a couple of months. Right. Uh, <laughs> and give me a couple of months. Right. Because the fear came in, right. Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah the, of course. course. Right? The fear came in and, um, but we still, even though, even though I said, give me a couple of months, we still did this nights and weekends. So it wasn't yeah. like, you know, I still yeah. had the, day. and, and then, and then in a couple of months, you know, the, fear just had to go away. I mean, you had to kind of flush it out. And I was like, mm -hmm. might quit. Um, and, 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 you know, we both started this, right? So important thing, uh, just to note over here is, so, so obviously there's no income. We don't have any revenue coming. We had like, I think we had, like, we, had, we had a small company paying us. 
So that kind of that money that the company was paying us actually went into my pockets. Uh, and the reason being is Steve was like, um, you know what? I don't want you stressed because if you're stressed, you're not going to be able to perform. Yeah. You're right? not going to be productive, right? Right. So I was like, no, I think I'm okay. He's like, well, let's, we'll, we'll sort you out. And so he was on a zero salary and I was on somewhat of a salary. Right. Um, and, and, and then, and so that's what we were doing is, he, you know, he didn't have kids and I had Zara and, and you know, we just still uh, going through all this and whatnot. Right. So, so, um, so that was kind of helpful. Um, but, you know, so, and then, and then slowly we, we got a couple of more customers. Now the, 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 the thing here was the hours. So, you know, one of the things is during this time, I asked a couple of my friends, like, Hey, we just started the startup. You know, it sounds cool. Everyone's like, Oh, you got a startup and you're doing the startup. Like, yeah, Hey, you guys interested in helping joining, you know, part-time whatever, right? Because we need help. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and then I'm like, but I do, I mean, no one wanted to quit the jobs and I was like, okay, that's fine. But you know, you can, you know, you can help me from anywhere from nine o'clock in the evening till one thirty-two in the morning or three in the morning, you know, but no one was up for it. like even some of my close friends were not up for it. Right. And, and I really felt that I was trying to make sure that they were part of it because you want, but you know, they want, and, and though a couple of things opened up my eyes in that process is that, that whoever now we hire and start building our team, you know, I had, I have a lot of friends in the software business, right. Uh, in the industry. And I was like, it's, if we want to, if I pick them, are they going to kick ass and work, work hard? Or, you know, is it just because they want equity or they want stock or, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's, that's, that's not going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be not a good, good chemistry at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that was, that was, you know, because usually when you start a company, you know, like, Hey, yeah, Hey, join me, join me, join me. Right. And, 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 and you, you start getting all your friends involved and, and, you know, you, you lose distraction and, you know, and, and then, yeah. And so, so it was, our next goal was we, we raised money. We, we, you know, we got, we got, uh, we got some funding from, um, well, during, but during the time, during the next couple of years, we got two offers, right? We, you know, we, we got a, a million dollar offer, a $3 million offer, actually three. Yeah. And then, and then we got an $11 million offer. How far was this into actually setting up? We were, we were just a year in at that time. Wow. But, but, but there was a, a we were making a huge impact on big clients uh, that and we were stealing away clients from this one big company called Rally, and they got acquired by CA Computer Associates. They're big companies over here, right? Uh, and 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 I think <clears throat> I think they it was it was making a big difference to them. Though when we when we got into the market, uh, because we were a small company, two of us, you know, we wrote the code, so we could we could shape our code any way a customer wanted. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, we, we were, we, our code, uh, you know, company was called Agile Craft and uh, it basically helps companies scale. Uh, so it wasn't like a custom code that this company needs to do this. So we, it, it, you know, it was a, it was software that helped companies go through the Agile transformation and, and help them scale. So, you know, just a quick 
overview of the company, basically you have a company like AT&T or, uh, you know, big companies like yeah. Boeing, whatnot, right? And they have thousands of developers and hundreds of teams. And, you know, how do you roll up all that data that they are working on, right? And what they're working on from a financial perspective, progress and all that, all the way to the top, right? To like executives, to your portfolio managers, right? Like all the men to the management level, right? And also let the teams over there better manage the way they do their work, right? So we have to, you know, it's all about scaling up. And so that's what our software helps with. Right. And so every company has a different process and we were able to customize it and, 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 and do it for them. And that kind of helped us with, with, uh, with getting deals. Yeah. Um, but we, we backed out of all of those three offers and we got funding uh, eventually through, uh, a, 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 through some connection that we knew of and they gave us $11 million uh, for, uh, you know, and they took some equity of the company, quite a bit of equity, but we needed it. And, and they took that and, uh, and we took that uh, money and, and we started growing the company. First thing was, who do we want to hire? We had already a list the day we started. Cause so, was, it, was it still just two of you at that point? It was the, the we had, a, we just got Rick who came in. Uh, and, so three of you in your family. Yeah, he was our third co-founder, he came in. Uh, but he was more of a sales background and more, and we needed him with his, with his sales and, and uh, management background, right. To come join us. Um, and, and, you know, it, you know, whenever, whenever we, we initially did that, you know, e equity is something you want to make sure that if, you know, try not to be like, well, if, if you know that you really need somebody, be flexible on giving equity, right. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to kind of hold back on something, unless you think you have it covered, but you know, we needed Rick to come help us with a lot of things. Right. Mm -hmm. And he wanted equity and quite a bit of equity. And, and we had to issue that out. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it worked out for us. Right. Uh, so do, we you know, do, you know, do you know the equity thing, just going back, cause obviously this is UK, right. And in UK, it's a little bit different. So the, the equity part we get that you give a percentage of your company for, for coming as well as, uh, you know, a, a wage. Here it's more a case of a wage and you might get some share options, et cetera, in, if it's a bigger organization. But generally in startup, it's more financial. How much can you pay me or how much do you pay? Or is it, you know, based on hours and stuff? So the equity side I know in America is huge. It's, you know, a lot of, a lot of startups talk about equity because they don't have so much money, but they have a company that may be valued one day at a huge amount. So the equity is a potential, right? It's a potential yeah. of what is possible. Um, so in the U S is that still a key conversation with a lot of people joining startups in terms of equity? It is. And it's not only startups now. Oh, like, really? so okay. If you join, uh, you know, uh, we join companies like Google or, yeah. you know, all these stuff, any Netflix, any of that, yeah. they usually give you, uh, I, I don't know exactly how much, but I'll give you a range that, you know, they, they can give you anywhere from 100 250000 to $200,000 of yeah. stock. stock. But that is vested over four years. Yeah. So they okay. just, they don't give it to you the first day, right? Right. So right, right. One year you get 25% and then the next every year you get 25%. Right, right, right. right. So, okay. uh, yeah. And, and so they do that. With startups, you get much more, there's no value in the equity. But exactly. If, if, but there is, if it does become, it's going to be. Potential, right? Potential, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, 
And so it's always it's always a good topic to negotiate on if you're joining a startup like hey you know about equity and and mm. and, and, and 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 also we've had people when we interviewed that they would take a lower salary and more equity. So that's something you can also negotiate on, right? Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. let's tell you about one more equity. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, and um, so so then we got our, uh, you know, we we already knew the day we started the company, we knew we had already a list of people that we wanted to hire, uh, and so we, you know, the day we got all that money, you know, we sent out the offer letters, built up the company, you know, uh, so from three people, and then by the end of the year, we were forty-five plus wow. people. Wow. Um, and, um, and what was the key difference? So let's talk about that growth part, right? So you, you've gone from two to three people and now you're at 45. So are you still doing the same thing that you were doing originally or have you now become human resources in terms of managing people? No, I'm still doing personally myself. Yeah. I was still doing the same thing. Uh, I was running the, I was running the engineering department uh, of, and, and, uh, so I was, I was doing the same thing. Um, you know, we, you know, we, we hired a manager to help me with, with the management of the team because we had, uh, you know, we, we had 40 people in the U S 40, 45 in the U S and then we had another 25, 30 in the Ukraine. Uh, and so, um, and we had outsourced our software development there as well. So, so we needed someone to help manage that. And so, yeah. Um, mm. Okay. Okay. And when you got a, when you got uh, venture capital funding and they took equity part of your company, was that then, did you get then, was that in effect being bought out? Was that just money they put into you and you just carry on running the business as it is? They basically, yeah, basically they would, they gave us the $11 million for, running the company for okay. using to, 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 to run the company. Right. It wasn't like putting your pockets Yeah. because you know, here's money. This is what you're going to use to hire people. This is what you're going to use to set up an office, set up whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's, yeah. that was our runway. Um, yeah. to, and, to grow. and then at what point then did it, it go talk into the sort of acquiring, you know, in terms of acquisition. So at what stage did that happen then? So, so, Fast forward five years after that, uh -huh. right? Now we're uh, in 2019. Um, you know, we wanted to again grow. So we were looking at, at we were again wanted to grow. And from where we evaluated ourselves when we first started at 16 million, now we are sitting at a hundred million dollar evaluation. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and, and so we started talking to VC firms more other VC firms, right? And, 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 you know, VC firms that had back Google and, yeah, and Amazon, big, big ones, yeah, yeah. Those, those, yeah, and the Bay Area ones, right? And those are ones, those are ones that had also shown interest, not that we're going to do it, but it showed interest. Um, and in the meantime, Atlassian came in the picture. That's the company that then said um, that, you know, we want to acquire you guys because they saw that, if they brought us in, it would best fit the model that they have and the vision they have. Mm -hmm. um, one of the one of the one of the key things that so then Atlassian acquired us, and they acquired us for 166 million dollars. Mm. Um, and in that process, one of the things that also attracted um, 
Atlassian is the values. So we had five values that we would go by, you know, and they also had five values, right? From just like, you know, kicking ass. Yep. Don't, 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 they, they, one of their values is don't fuck the customer. Literally, yeah. it's the public yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, and just values like that. And they kind of just matched our values too. Yeah. You know, because that's during the acquisition conversations, they said, yeah, your values and our values match. And it's very mm-hmm. important nowadays mm-hmm. to kind of define a key set of values uh, for you and your company mm-hmm. and go by that. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and we had our values everywhere in the office, you know, written. So, you know, walking in, you kind of already understand what you're walking into. What you're walking into. Yeah, yeah. 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 Perfect. Now, you know, from, and then obviously from there, now you're part of a, a bigger organization now. So you're, you, you know, like I said, you're a section of that bigger player. What are the key differences now with the way you operate to when you were, operating before you join them so so big company politics right yes yeah yeah so that's that's there now right um you know initially the first year the first year it's been a year and a half now since acquisition but the first year they actually put a do not disturb sign on our department okay basically meaning that we keep on doing what we're doing they don't want to disrupt anything and we just carry on you know executing the way we've been executing yeah. And then, and then, um, now they're slowly incorporating us. They're going to start splitting us apart, mm-hmm. moving the engineering into the right departments and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and the product teams and the sales team will go differently. And so they kind of started breaking us apart. That kind of, kind of sucks because, you know, when we, when we, um, when we, when we, when we had agile craft, you know, we had all 90, I think we were 95, close to 95 people. And now everyone's going away in different departments. Mm-hmm. You kind of seeing everyone go away. So like people I used to talk to every day, I kind of talk to once every three months now. Wow. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So that kind of, kind of sucks, but uh, you know, it is, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I think, and, I, I think something, you know, is something for a lot of people listening out there, just from something we start when we talk when we started talking was, you know, that initial fear of, of, of leaving your, your, your role, your security, which whatever, whatever reasons you had in it at the healthcare, et cetera. And cause you had a bit of backing and you had a bit of support and you had, um, you know, the, the, the energy around you to move into that direction. You know, if someone had said, you know, fast forward 10 years and you're looking at a, you know, 166 million valuation based on an idea right now, and it's just something you're playing with, with your friend, that's the opportunity that's available to anyone, right? Anyone that has a thought and an idea and something that they believe in that they can work on and they just enjoy, it's never seen that, is it? You never saw that in the first, but you can't forward project life, right? You just know I just enjoy this. I love what I do. I, I enjoy what we're doing. Let's just roll with it and see what happens, right? And I want to sort of try and put that quite loudly to a lot of people listening to say, unless you walk through that door, unless you say, I don't know what's going to happen, but potentially, you know, all these things can happen. It's like someone saying to you, Shaq, if, if, let's, let's rewind now. You're sitting here today talking to me, right? Which has been uh, a key number of decisions in your life over the last 10 years to allow you to sit here to have this conversation, talk the way we're talking, right? Now, if you go back, if, some, if I put you in this position today, uh, say 
10 years ago, say at 2000 and, or 15 years ago, 2005, and say, okay, Shaq, this is how your life's going to be. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. This is, you know, the door's going to open. You're going to, you know, set this company up and you're going to grow and grow and grow and then you're going to be acquired. And now in 2020, you're going to be part of this huge organization. This is what you can do. At what point would you have said, yeah, I think that's, you know, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would, have, I would have visioned this, right? I mean, you know, um, you know, because... You can't, right? You just don't. You... I mean, you know, it, it's. I'll tell you one thing, right? That when 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 growing up, education was never on my mind. Okay. It was in my parents' mind. You know, it was. You know, it was. I was always about trying to either sell bubble gum at school or you know or sell something. You know, like my. You know, when I was in Zambia, my, my dad had a he had a bakery, but he had a friend that brought stuff from South Africa. I'll come and sell that kind of stuff for him. You know, mm-hmm. I came here and I'm, I, you know, I worked at a gas station. I worked at a motel. So I was like, maybe I want to, I want to own a motel one day, you know, um, and do this. Right. And it was, education was never in the, in, in the thing, but then, but then I knew that in any of this stuff to happen, this businesses, I need money. Mm-hmm. You need money. And, but obviously if you don't have a money to start up a start a hotel or a gas station or whatnot, you know, what do you do? You go to your mind. Right. And, and all I knew at that time was, okay, I like software. I like writing code and maybe, you know, I, I can grow out of grow into that. Not, but I didn't have a vision of starting a company. Mm. Uh, I always wanted to, uh, because, you know, whenever you get into the software world, it's like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to be like Bill Gates. I want to be like uh, Elon Musk or, so, you know, something like that. But, you know, a lot of us have that in us, right, um, that we want to do, be all that. But it's it's just executing, right? It, yeah, it, yeah. And it's you it, take that one risk. It's, it, it's funny you say that because when you exactly, it, it, similar thing in terms of your mindset, it's like, because my dad always had a business. You know, from when we were in London, he had a sort of like a news agent off license type shop. Then we moved to Leicester and he had a home technology business, etc. So his mindset was all, all we ever saw was he's had his own business. So he's always used his own ideas to create something. Right. So and a lot of my family, so a lot of cousins, etc., have their own business. They're like florist, beautician, etc. So there's lots of energy of setting your own up. So. I never even really thought of getting a job. My whole thing was, you know, I'll, eventually I'll probably have a business. This is when I was studying, going to university and stuff like that. So even when I started working, so I, when I finished studying, I worked for six months in an organization. Exactly what you said there about joining a big organization. The thing that really griped me was the politics in terms of getting on with the right people, speaking the right conversations with the right people, being in someone's corner not being in someone's corner and that really annoyed me because my thing was I work hard I get on with people and I should be rewarded based on that not because I know someone or because I'm in someone's corner exactly right um and that's why I only lasted six months in corporate this was when I was 22 years old and then I said that's it I had 500 pounds in my pocket a friend of mine who was working with we said let's just set something up ourselves because neither of us could do that and it was almost like that's it it was just an idea at that point. You know, I had 500 pounds. Let me just set up a little shop, set up a little bit of home technology. I have a bit of experience in that. We learned a bit. And based on that, it was like, so that setting up that little business and then allowed me to 
buy a property and then I got married and I bought a house and I bought another business, set up a new one, sold that, set up another outlet and it, and, and it just carried on like that. And you, was, then it's even now. So if I said, if I didn't have my own business now, I just set up another business. Because going into a role or a job now is no option for me. I'm, I would say I'm unemployable because I would be the most annoying employee because it was like, I can't you know, when you just have an idea, you just want to roll with it. When you have your own company, you can do that. I can do that right now. I have an idea, I can roll with it. If I was in a business, I had to then report that to my manager and then my manager had to tell his manager and then the, I'd go to the board and then come back and did it. By that time, I'd be bored and I'd think of another idea, right? And I think that's that entrepreneurial mindset where if for me is if I have something that I want to roll with, I want to roll with it now. I want to just move with it and, and, and get on with it, right? And when you then start becoming part of a bigger structure, it doesn't work like that anymore, does it? There's so much more bureaucracy and so many more layers involved, right? So, at, you know, at some point, you know, you're still with this organization. You're still working. You're still growing. You're still doing lots of stuff. What parts do you think you've lost in terms of that initial energy? Now you're part of this big organization. Which parts do you think you've grown as a person being a part of this bigger organization? You know, being part of, of, of this, of, of, of the bigger conversation, I think we've, you know, because we've now got uh, a bigger role in this company, mm-hmm. um, it's more of, um, there's, there's a lot of maturity that, that has come with it, right? Uh, a lot of awareness uh, because, you know, the past seven years when we had the startup, we didn't have HR, right? Human resources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was, that was fun because I mean, we could, we, we played pranks on each other. We, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was, you will walk into work every day smiling and you leave work every day smiling. Right. Uh, and, 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 you know, you don't have to worry about anything. Right. I mean, okay. Yeah. You do have to worry about sales. You have to worry that you, you know, money's coming in. Right. But that's it. <laughs> But it was, it was, everyone was happy. Right. Um, and, uh, but, but now with this bigger company, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of from a maturity point of view, right. Off of your, off your career, right. Or, or your role. That's yeah. kind of, yeah. that's kind of, I think the positive part as well. Yeah. And that, kind of just learning new technology. Yeah. Um, another thing you talked about earlier, this is going to sort of flip it and switch it a little bit. Um, you talked about when you your organization was bought out by a large organization, you talked about values, about values aligning. And I think values is such a huge conversation in terms of us as people. So when, you know, like I said, when you met Priti, you've known Priti for years. I know you've known her for years, from young, sort of right through to now. And when you decide that you want to be with someone long term in a relationship, etc., I think that's the conversation, isn't it? Is, do our values align? You know, we might like each other's people, but if our values don't align, I don't think there's a long-term plan then or a long-term process, is there? If your values align, then irrespective of what happens in life, you'll always be all right because you know your, your thought processes are the same, right? So would you say, you know, anyone who's looking to get married, they're in a long-term relationship and they're looking to get married, what kind of conversation do you think they should be having before deciding based on what you know about what you've done? You know, when, 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 when Priti and I were, were dating and we decided to get married, you know, one of the, one of the things that I kind of encouraged her to do was to, to, to do further education, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, and that's when she went and got her nursing degree. 
mm-hmm. right? Um, this was all pre-marriage, right? Like, you know, get a, get get something get something solid because it's like, you know, one of the things that and we had an open conversation about this uh, was that if if tomorrow I'm in the software world, then I don't, it's, it's unpredictable world, right? I could have a job, not have a job, be jobless for months. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and you know, and, uh, now it's different, but back then, you know, there was, you know, software yeah. was it's a real of, conversation, right? A lot of churning. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I was like, you know, we should, if you, you should definitely have at least one person in the house that can sustain the household. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. if anything happens to the opposite person, yeah. right? Yeah. Whatever reason, um, especially and, and and one of the things it's like you know if we have kids, right? And if something happens to me, you know, and we see that like and and you know I die or whatever, right? And you know you, you know it's not like I have money saved up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So you know you, I don't want to leave you in a position where you don't have anything or you're struggling, right? So, you know, we kind of knew those, those, those values, right? Like in the sense, like education was a must, right? We, for both of us to walk into this because that kind of, kind of takes away the financial burden and yeah. the, the financial uh, stress that, you know, oh my God, what's going to happen, right? Um, and, and, uh, and then, and I think the second thing is that when we were dating, she saw that what I was doing where I would spend our, you know, nightless, hour, you know, time at night and, and weekends working on, 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 on this, on this product and, you know, and just for fun at that time. Right. But she saw that that's what I do. And, and I think she, she understood as well, right. That that's, uh, it's, it's, it's very important that, that you have a backing up because there a number of people that I've worked with who wanted to join couldn't because of this pops. Mm, yes. and they're like yeah i don't know you know and i was like are you sure man you know like i was like maybe we'll maybe just work eight to five right you really we really require your skill set like i don't know you know i know it will end up working weekends sometimes and i i don't think she'll like it and mm. or he'll like it or whatever right <laughs> and uh yeah. yeah so a lot of people couldn't do that because of of, of you know that i mean for me any decision i make even if I don't consult with Priti, she still backs me up. So that's kind of, I still consult, but I don't take advantage of it, but I know that she's, even if I have to do something tomorrow, she'll back me up, right? Yeah. I don't have to stress about it. Yeah. And I think because, like you said, because that trust is there, because she knows that you're making it, you're making those decisions with the best intention for both of you, right? It's not just because it makes you happy, but it's, you both have, you both have space, because I know Priti very well, and she's, you know, she's very straightforward in her, you know, when she thinks something, she'll say it, you know, there's no airs and graces, it's, it's you know, being the oldest, I'm sure she's, because she's the older sister, and old brother, she's always had to manage that, so I think she's very, you know, I what I like about Priti, she's very clear for, you know, in terms of her communication, if she likes something, she'll, she likes it, if she doesn't, she'll say it. And it's yeah, not, yeah. you know, she doesn't hide behind it or think, oh, he's not going to like this. So I'm not going to say it. She says it because it's, it's good for both of you, right? The communication needs to be open for both of you to have a successful relationship between you, right? I'm right now, because I'm, I'm more of a, between me and Vash, is more of the talker. I'm more of the sort of listener. And then I'm trying to learn about the communication side of things because I'm not that 
great. I sort of expect her to know things as opposed to me saying it and stuff. So I'm trying to get improved. I'm, I'm, I'm a man, really. I know that's a really poor excuse to hide behind. But, you know, I'm trying to get better in that way. But I think it's really important. But so in terms of you as a man, how do you think having Bruthy as part of your life has created the man that's sitting in front of me today? Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's, it, it, you know, back to where she's just super supportive, right? So it's not only about being supportive, right, as well. It's actually, um, you know, when, you know, now that we have two kids and, and you know, when, when we still had the, the startup, right, you know, I had meetings throughout the early morning all the way to late nights through dinner times and, 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 um, and she also took care of that. It wasn't like, Hey, you know, you got to drop this right now. And, you know, I support you, but you just have to come do this. Right. I never had that stress off, 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 but that kind of started slowly defining, you know, defining some part of me in the sense where, um, you know, she took care of that. And now that this, 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 uh, this COVID times have come and I'm actually at home. Wow. That's I'm seeing, you know, the, the amount of work she puts with the kids. Right. And while I'm sitting up here, you know, working away or whatever it is, and she has a school and all that. So, you know, it actually has opened up my eyes a bit as well to, uh, to appreciate, to, to appreciate, appreciate it and actually start kind of helping out quite a bit yep. in my, in, it, may, it may not be quite a bit for her, but at least <laughs> for me it's quite a bit, right? Uh, and, 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 and trying to make sure that I'm there for dinners, right? One thing I do regret in all of this is that I should have been, I should have made time for being available for one meal every day. Wow. So you were literally, you were vacant for a lot of the time, right? They were, yeah, just trying to come home. Kids have been fed or whatever, right? And and then okay, and and then usually at the end of the day, kids are already tired, so they're not in a very playful man mood. And if they are, it's a tantrum about a kicking, right? <laughs> so, uh, so you know, it's even though I try to make meals, but I do really wish that I, uh, you know, it was only with the kids. It was even when when we didn't have kids, you know, um, I should have tried to be available for at least a, a meal a day. Mm. That's a, a regret that I have. Okay. Um, but hopefully, you, you know, you're seeing that. And the first step is always awareness, isn't it? First thing is awareness. And then from awareness, you can, actions can come behind it to change and then say, actually, now this is important to me. So it becomes a, almost like a non-negotiable, irrespective of what's going on. That's now important to me. And I will make that happen the best way I can all the time, right? So yep. sort of moving forward of sort of projecting forward, if you say, um, what kind of skills do you still need to learn, master, or grow to become the next version of yourself? So, yeah, I mean, for, you know, from a from a career point of view, I think, you know, technology is always evolving. So, you know, just read up on that. But I think the main skill that I, I need to now is every, every, it's like every day I'm learning something new from the kids, a new behavioral it's, you know, character that has just popped up from them, right? Uh, you know, how to deal with, you know, an uh, eight-year-old girl, right? Going through, you know, emotions now and all that. So it's, it's, it's like I've actually started, you know, listening to more parent coaching podcasts <laughs> and reading more about that, right? Yeah. And try to focus and try to see how I can be a better parent. I don't think anyone can 
you know, it, 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 it's, it's, I don't think I've had anyone ever heard like, hey, I'm the best parent ever, right? And, There's no manual, right? There's no user guide. Oh, man, right? So it's, 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 that's what I'm, I'm focused on right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, talking about your kids, um, they are super cute. Um, and obviously yeah. they will, like you said, they will grow and they'll start having opinions like Kaya now is 14, Kaylin is nine. So they are now people in their own right, if you look at it like that. And almost like them now trying to find their own way and you're still trying to sort of guide them and support them, but they still have to, they still try and work a lot of them out themselves because a lot of the time they don't want to listen to the parents. They want to try their own way, which is cool. And then sometimes they'll have to fall down to stand up. And my, I'm more of a type to let them fall. Let them fall because they, that's the way they'll learn and maybe stand up. At some points you try and protect your children. And, you know, as parents, that's our natural sort of instinct, like my parents was. But I think I'm more of a, Protect them to a certain point where it's real danger, but other things just let them try and fail. Because I think we learn more when we've tried and maybe isn't the right way. And then we sort of adapt ourselves and try a different way, right? So going forward with your kids, how do you project your parenting style to change as they get older to try and give them space to be and grow the pe- into the people they deserve to be? So, um, you know, the way when I when I sit back every evening and I kind of see like I usually kind of see what mistakes I've made that day and what I can improve on right that's one thing I kind of do every day okay you know uh just you not necessarily mistakes if there are any mistakes but like any what can I do to improve myself yeah. right yeah. I will try at least yeah. um and 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 um you know when I was raised I still tend to raise my kids the way I was raised, mm-hmm. right? You know, uh, we grew up with maybe a bit more discipline, right? Like, you know, just give the, uh, you know, dad gave us that yeah. eye and then we just all of a sudden just lined up, right? And, 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 and we're a different generation, we're in a different era, we're in a different country, right? And so it's all different and we cannot, there was nothing wrong with the way we were brought, but it's, mm-hmm. it's doing a different situation now, right? And yeah. so, um, <clears throat> So it's it's something that I, I I tend to to focus on now is like you know how every day is, every day is a challenge but you know you know how how can I kind of just best improve myself um, yeah. with this, right so yeah 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 and it, like you said there there's no user manual is there there's no there's no instruction guide or an index to pick out okay this happened then we pick this and as you know like you said as a human being as a man having children the key word for me like you said and you've said it a few times which is adapting it's compromising and it's understanding that at some points i have to come second here because a lot of the time they've not chosen to be here i'm here to guide them to support them and to raise them but i can only do with what knowledge i have and that knowledge has to adapt and learn and and has to grow through them right like you said you're seeing them you're hearing them you're listening to them and saying oh yeah that's actually my child growing and that's what I probably need to unlearn about my growing up because although that worked for me, there's so many things, there's so many things that I've maybe adapted that I need to unlearn now to then allow new things to, to, to new ways of parenting to grow in the, like I said, you're in a different country, you're in a different environment, you're in a different culture and it's assimilating into that. 
and being a part of that, but trying not to lose the roots as well, isn't it? It's that sort of middle ground, what you're trying to sort of hold on to, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as we sort of head into the end of this conversation, um, first of all, I'd like to thank you for everything, you know, you've talked about, you've been really honest and I always knew it's but like that. And I've been trying to get you on for so long. So I'm glad that you found the time finally. No, thank you for having me. Yeah. No at all. So it's a couple of, couple of things now. So right now, so we will project you forward to sort of like another hundred years from now and you're at the end of your life. Um, you've done everything you've wanted to do. You, you know, you've, you've outgrown everything that you've wanted. You've had all the experiences. You've seen your, your kids grow and, and you've got great grandchildren now. Um, and, you, you know, everything that you've wanted to do and everything you want to see is done. And now you're sort of on the last moments of your life. You don't have enough energy to speak, but you have a pen and a paper and you write down three words. Those three words have helped you in your life up to this point. And then hopefully the people that are reading this can, can take those three words away and maybe it will help the people around you. What would those three words be for you? Uh, grateful, honest, and dedication. Right. And that, that comes through in what you say already. You know, yeah. Yeah. Can you expand a little bit on each one, just about how it resonates with you? Yeah, we're grateful, right? And uh, grateful is just, you know, what we have, uh, whether it be a little or a lot, right? That's one thing we enforce and try to teach the kids is be grateful, right? You know, if you don't want to have cereal, it, you know, like, oh, why do we have to have cereal? Be grateful that at least you have some food to eat, mm. right? Or, and, and the same thing for us, like, I'm grateful that I have, you know, good kids and, beautiful wife, right? It's, it's just all of that, right? It's just, uh-huh. and, and, and grateful for a good job, grateful for friends and family, right? So just grateful overall, right? Uh, honest. Uh, it, one thing that I've learned is that we've built when, from a career point of view, uh, when we, when we built our startup, the people we built was based, you know, every, it was, you know, we kind of picked people who, um, had dedication, right? Uh, and, and saw our vision. And so, you know, and they saw our dedication, vice versa, we saw their dedication, right? And, and that's what kind of built this powerful team to execute, right? It wasn't just, I would never say it was just two of us that did this or three of us that did this. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was our team that we built after we, you know, we built that team is what took us to the next step. Mm. right um otherwise there was no way we could have done that right so that dedication and just honesty with with just life in general right i mean mm. you know i don't want to go to sleep or i that i kind of screwed somebody right i n- never would want to sleep like that it doesn't sit right or, with you, right? yeah it doesn't sit right yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect um and now um so this podcast is called Bigger Than The Hustle, and now, right now you're bigger than the world. So I've sourced this mic, and this mic is connected to 7.58 billion people on this planet. They can hear everything you're saying. Um, they can understand you. There's no language barrier, and they're all awake, and they're conscious, and they're listening to what you have to say. If I can give you the mic over for 30 seconds, what would your message be to the world? Uh, hello. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. Work hard, don't give up. Um, do one thing a day for yourself, right? Um, engage in an activity that makes you uh, happy on a soul level, right? Um, 
not to say, let me have a beer. That's going to make me happy. No, just more for your inner self. Uh, even if it's for a short period of time, uh, take time to listen and remember, right? That's something that I wish I would focus more on, but, and I try to improve myself on like, listen, remember, and everything happens for a reason. Uh, and everything is exactly the way it should be. Mm. Right. And, uh, you know, so, so just take that and, and, you know, it just happens for a reason. Right. Um, and take it in a positive direction. Uh, and then, you know, last thing is, you know, we spend most of our days, um, you know, in our jobs. And so, you know, try to do something you love and you're passionate about. Perfect. And I think if we do that, and if everyone does that, the world will be such a brighter place, right? Because we'll be yeah. living our joy and we'll be living in happiness. And that's the way yeah. I think all human beings should be living on this planet because it just creates the energy of a good life for everyone, right? Not just for you, mm -hmm. but all the people around you as well, right? So thank you. Thank you so much, Shaq. Thank you. We made this happen finally after months. Um, during this time, you know, I'm so blessed with, you know, having you guys around me. You know, we've been trying to organize a trip for so the longest time. It might have to be delayed a little bit longer now, but it, it is going to happen. We will come across to you guys. I know you've been here a few times already. Um, hopefully we can arrange it. You know, we talked to Priti about arranging a trip to Zambia as well, and hopefully we can make that happen as well. So, yeah. But there's so much more to go, right? There's so much more growing. There's so much more as a family that we, we need to spend more time and, 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 you know, our kids need to know each other a lot more as well. So, and we're going to make that happen. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you for being a part of this. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we go? I think, uh, I think, no, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, thank no, you for, for having this. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you have this. It's, I'm thanking you because, uh, you know, it's, it's something that kind of encourages people, you know, and affects people's lives in a positive way with, you know, with these kind of podcasts uh, and kind of seeing other people's lives from a different angle. Mm -hmm. And I think you. I've always done it because to show that, like, you know, we talked before we started that we are just two regular guys, right? We just grew up and we just sort of rolled with ideas and certain things clicked and certain things didn't. And now we find ourselves in a, in a good place from the decisions we've made in our life and having the people around us to allow us to make the decisions to live the life we live today and never to take that for granted. Like I said, be grateful and always be happy for everything around you because what, when you have a basis of gratitude, everything else can happen because you're not expecting anything more than what you have so thank oh. you again for that message at the end okay so as we sort of head into the end just a, a, a quick message for all the listeners big ideas big energy lead to big ideas big ideas lead to big thoughts big thoughts lead to big actions and big actions lead to a big life so keep thinking big until next time see you later and hopefully tune in thanks bye bye, bye.